Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But it's cool. Also true. Welcome to the awesome.com MBA strategy show. And it's a very special day for one specific reason. We hit 50,000 subscribers. Come on. <laughs> killing me. You're killing gotcha. me. Gotcha. I'm Dave Locker. No, it's a special day because I swear the last time I've done a show with my co-host, Josh Engelman, on the Twitters at Josh Engelman. Follow me, by the way, at Lafay underscore D, L-O-U-G-H-Y underscore D. Uh, it's got to be like almost a calendar year since we've done this, man. And there was a time when I first came to Osimo that you and I were doing three to four strategy shows together every single week. And yeah. they were, uh, how do I say, the, the creme de la creme of NBA DFS content. So glad to be back with you, brother. Uh, it's good to be back for this show. I don't think that you and I have done anything for a while. I mean, probably it's probably the summer or like base baseball, maybe. I, I can't even remember the baseball season at this point. I don't even remember how that was actually shaking out. So, I don't know, daily sports shows during the summer obviously happened a bunch. We used to do 10 hours of strategy shows across, what, three days back in the day? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, ridiculous challenges, bets, all of that great stuff. Maybe we'll bring all of that back, but, um, sure. we were, the, the thing is though, like we were, we, we didn't have a ton of personnel. So you and I could both host shows. And there, and there was a point where we didn't have enough actual hosts to host shows. So, uh, we couldn't do the same show. But yeah. here we are, because now we got some we got some good guys here, man. You know, yeah, Greg, yeah, Jason, you got a bunch of guys they they can host now. Eric is uh, is cutting his teeth and doing a heck of a job. Spags is back, so um, yeah, we got a good. I mean, team. Did, Spags didn't even really leave. No, not really. He was gone for a couple of months. Took a brief hiatus. Uh, uh, was he even back. gone for a couple of months? I think he like skipped out two weeks of NFL shows and then just <laughs> came back. <laughs> exactly. Um, but we are, I honestly, super appreciative of the 50,000 subs. I wasn't able to say it yesterday. We got like two feet of snow here in Pennsylvania. It's absurd. I've been out there and back four or five different times trying to clean this mess up. Even the snowblower, it's not putting a dent in it. So I was worried I was going to lose power. And you don't want to lose power during a show. So 
Here we are, man. Six games. You ready to talk about them? I am. I am. Maybe they could bring the final game from yesterday onto this slate. Womp womp. Yeah, that burned you, huh? A little bit. A little bit. I mean, it obviously burned everybody. And I guess in the grand scheme of things, it's not burning anyone. Like, you know, people are always going to be like, I had 340 and I still had Will Barton to go. And it's like, oh, cool, cool. You weren't going to win anything anyway. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And a lot of uh, the whole what if game only works in a vacuum. When you actually look at yeah. all of the other people that are saying the exact same what if scenario, yeah. you're probably not winning anyway. So, yeah. If you tell me that you have the highest lineup with one guy left and it's Jokic, then yeah, you probably had a real decent shot at something uh, for the night. But more often than not, just take your refund and be okay with it. WS in, uh, in chat says the Sims were the last time y'all did this. I think he's right. Did we not do baseball? No, not together. Huh. It was the Sims. It was the Sims. Uh, anyway, just uh, if, I, I know it's crazy. A quick recap of yesterday. There's not a ton to get into, but uh, and I didn't play for obvious reasons. I, I couldn't. I got a nine month yeah. pregnant wife here. What happened if something happened? And I'm snowed in. You know what I mean? Try and do the right thing from time to time. Uh, honey, honey, Nas Reed's not playing tonight. Hold on. Push that baby back in. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Tony Bradley's getting the start. Uh, Malik Monk, though, dude, 36 points, nine made three-pointers. I was sitting on the can scrolling through the scores, trying to do a little work last night in, you know, several different areas. And (laughs) I see Malik Monk drop nine threes. I think it was like nine of 12 from three, 36 points. That was the, like, what what was, I I know that, um, I know that Rozier was out, but what was Monk's ownership? Uh, pretty low as far as I know. I mean, he was getting some love. The minutes were probably going to be there. He'd been picking up some time over the past two or three games too, but nothing crazy. All the real ownership went to LaMelo at like 50% across Vandal and DK. Yeah, that's what I thought. Any other huge performances, any other shocking developments from last night? Uh, any, anything worth touching on? I mean, it's mostly just a bunch of guys that I didn't have. Um, so I, I wasn't as keen on paying attention to the results. Nas, uh, Nas Little had a pretty monster day at relatively minimal ownership. He went for 30. Chris Paul, 34, 9, and 9. Uh, Keldon Johnson had a big one. Um, Portis in limited minutes had a big one. But I think Chris Paul and Nas Little were probably the two like real standout performances. And then uh, Jared Allen went for 60 FanDuel points. Yeah, with like 19 blocks. Uh, it's funny, too. All of those games were blowouts. Not not every one of them, but there were a ton of blowouts. Like Bobby Portis in blowout time at a monster game. He knocked down three threes. Uh, Nazir Little, as you mentioned, uh, another one where they lost by like 30 points. And, and he still went off. So do you think that do you think that there's anything to be said about the blowouts this season? I just uh, happening at a higher clip or is it just variance in terms of how basketball is played? Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, the, the, the quick turnaround isn't helping. I know uh, I've been reading a little bit more about how teams just haven't had the ability to put legitimate defensive schemes together. And I thought that that was pretty interesting Uh, offense, just coming a little bit more naturally than like a team defense approach. And if defense is a little lax and we're shooting more and more threes, the error bars on a score just go bigger and bigger and bigger. And we just see teams just shooting the other team clean off the floor because, you know, if, if you have like a, positive one standard deviation type game for shooting threes, you're shooting like 
45, 50%. And it's really just hard to dig out of that. If you are having just even like a slightly worse than average game, you just, there's not enough possessions in the game to make those points up. All right. We're going to get into all six games here. And uh, of course, Washington Portland coming up later in the show, that Washington Brooklyn game the other day was just absolutely bizarre. Uh, but yeah, if Westbrook's fully healthy, and I know Adam Share messaged me, he's like, I heard Brooks talking about this, that he said he's finally healthy. And, you know, Adam being a Washington Wizards fan was pretty stoked about this. If that is the case, and you actually see that version of Westbrook alongside Beal, this team, I'm not going to go as far as to say they're dangerous, but I think you're going to see some really high scoring games. And tonight's that one between them and Portland monster total also a huge total between the Clippers and Brooklyn so I'm actually pretty excited for this one hopefully you guys are as well and if you are smash that thumbs up button and I know we're above 50k Josh I'm sure everyone thought that my calls for subscriptions would subside but hit that subscription button we're still aspiring for more uh trying to become the biggest DFS site out there from a YouTube and a content standpoint. And the only way we can do that is with your help and also by actually putting out good free content, which I think we've done a pretty good job of. Absolutely. Absolutely. How else are we going to get to 51,000 if you guys don't subscribe right now? That's right. That's right. Watch our thank you video as well. We uh, do appreciate you guys very much. Toronto and Orlando. Let's dive into it. The Toronto Raptors uh, without OG Ananobi. Uh, Norman Powell also questionable for this one. They're six and a half point road favorites against the Orlando Magic. And this 215 total is uh, the lowest on the entire slate. So it isn't to say that we can't find some value here. Uh, I think the first place we start with, though, is let's assume that Powell sits um, because I believe let me just pull this up to make sure. Well, to be fair, I I assume that he played. So you, you okay? Well, he was he was doubtful and then he was upgraded to questionable so that always is kind of a gray area to me you know i'll say this much not that we need to talk about it uh, in too much depth i am not the only person in the industry that has him in okay no and and i'm not even saying that, that he's not going to play what i was going to say is oh, yeah. if, he, if he's out along with og ananobi uh who benefits and if pal plays given that OG Ananobi is going to be out for at least a week here, uh, who benefits and does anyone benefit enough to be worthwhile today for DFS? So if Powell sits, obviously Terrence Davis is likely to get a decent chunk of time. Um, He's so many times in the past, man. Yeah. 3,800 on FanDuel. He's 4k on DraftKings. So I think that he's going to just be a much better play on FanDuel. You also see Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet take bigger steps up in assist rate usage, et cetera. So, I'm focused mostly on the big three, Siakam, Van Vliet, Lowry, probably Lowry, my favorite play out of that group. He's shockingly cheap in comparison to everybody else uh, on the Raptors, at least on FanDuel. Siakam's 8,300. Fred Van Vliet is 8,800. And then Lowry is 7,500. So if Norm Pyle is out, I want to go to Lowry. On DraftKings, I don't know. I mean, you're probably just sort of picking between all three of them. Van Vliet is 74, Siakam 77, Kyle Lowry 73. It's all pretty similar. I'd probably lean Van Vliet, but I don't mind getting to any one of those three guys. Orlando is just in shambles right now. But again, if Norpal is in, I, I don't know. Like, I don't really have much interest in the Toronto side of the game on FanDuel. On DraftKings, is probably still just Van Vliet. You know, Chris Boucher has been one of those 
enigmatic players this season. There was a point where his salary got up over 7K. And listen, at the time, for good reason. He was starting, oddly enough, the second half of games, Josh. uh, And he was putting up monster performances. But his minutes have been so extraordinarily unpredictable, whereas four games ago on the 25th, the last game Ananobi played, he had 30, played 30 minutes, and then he's played 13, 14, and 18 minutes, all of which have been semi-competitive games over his last three, and his price has dropped all the way to 4,900. Yeah, 5,200 on FanDuel as well. I, I just don't think that you can give him the minutes. I gave him 19, and he's like not all that interesting of a play. Like maybe you get to 5% of him or something along those lines on a six-gamer. I'm just finding it really difficult to want to get to anything from Toronto if Powell is in. Obviously, if Powell is out, then you know, you're just freeing up another 30-plus minutes of... The problem is that everybody else in Toronto isn't very good. Like nobody's ever clamoring to get you to Watanabe and Stanley Johnson and DeAndre Bembry. Like it all sucks anyway. It's if, if how much Boucher do you think you get if he goes down to 4K and you're projecting him for 19 minutes? Because I would imagine you would like in that case, a dirt cheap Boucher at 19, 20 minutes has some value on a short slate. But I'm with you. If you're giving him 19 minutes here and he's 5,200 on uh, FanDuel, 49 on DraftKings, there's just not much you can do with that. Would you say you have any top plays? There's 12 teams on this slate. Any top plays from Toronto on either site? Uh, yeah, probably Fred Van Vliet on DraftKings at 7,400. Uh, he, he's the high, he's the highest owned Toronto guy, whether it's FanDuel or DK. And I actually agree with that ownership right now. That's the one that looks the best to me. Um, so I would be happy to go there. After that, I think that like Siakam and Lowry are mostly just filler. Orlando started the season off actually playing pretty solid defense. And um, that's come to a crashing halt. Of course, the injuries haven't helped either. They're bottom 10 in defensive rating now. They're playing at a pretty average pace. Like, I think it's 21st, but it's right in the, it's tw- the difference between 21st and 15th or even 13th is, is not a huge difference. But you haven't had Isaac all season. Mark Fultz is done for the year. You mentioned they're in shambles. Michael Carter-Williams, who had a pretty significant role off the bench, 20, 25 minutes, he's out. Uh, and then they recently lost Aaron Gordon as well, who was essentially operating uh, the point go- uh, at the point. Uh, and he's got a severe left ankle sprain, according to yesterday's news, Josh, which I guess that's why you're saying they're in shambles. You still have Vooch. You still have Evan Fournier. Uh, you still have the, the young Cole Anthony, and Toronto's defense, while they are not bad, they're nowhere close to what they were uh, in seasons past, particularly in that ch- championship winning year. They're, 15, they're 16th in the league. So despite the shambles that the Orlando Magic are in, uh, is there value here for Orlando? Is there ever? Uh, tons of ownership already coming in. Uh, so we're going to have a lot to talk about here. So let's let's just get Vooch out of the way now. He's like either the best player or the second best player, no matter which site you're playing on. How does he keep on, getting priced so low on DraftKings? Uh, he's 8,200 on DK. It's comical. Already projected for 45% ownership. I don't get it. With Aaron Gordon off the floor, with Fultz off the floor, he sees a big bump in his assist rate. Rebounding rate goes up. Usage rate goes up. Uh, He was my number one contender, I think. I can't remember. Yeah, he was. Number one contender on DraftKings. God, I just recorded this like an hour ago, too. That's so pathetic (laughs) that I can't even remember it. Uh, He's a no-brainer today. There's uh, It's six games, so, you know, center isn't going to be all that deep to begin with. Uh, Cantor, the only guy that I think is even sniffing around where Vooch is, but he is just the no 
no-brainer option, but he is not the only guy getting ownership for Orlando. Cole Anthony, Evan Fournier, Kem Birch, Gary Clark, Terrence Ross, all in either the teens or 20s on FanDuel. Same story on DraftKings, Fournier, Anthony, Birch, Gary Clark at 22% at 3,300. All sorts of value coming in here. I don't totally agree with some of it, but like Cole Anthony, for example, have to go there on FanDuel at 5K. I think he looks fantastic. Evan Fournier sees a huge assist rate boost with these guys off the floor. I'm going to be heavier on Fournier than it's looking like the public is going to be. I don't know how to get away from Orlando, and it's not really fun because they could get smacked here. This could be ugly. Yeah, six and a half point road dogs to this Toronto team. But I I think you bring up all good points. I mean, look at Vooch, 32% usage rate with Markel Fultz and Aaron Gordon off the floor. The big thing with with Vooch is always, is he going to get enough minutes? But uh, we've actually seen him get some monster run this season, particularly of late, Josh. Look, 36 minutes, 36, 43, 41. Uh, I, I think there were a couple of overtime games or at least one in there. 35, 36, 33, blowout loss, 29 blowout loss, and then 35 in that 13-point loss to Toronto. Usually, Vooch is a guy that's giving you between 30 to 32 minutes. Uh, that is not the case this season. And that, at 8,200, he should be 9,500 on, on DraftKings. If, honestly, if not higher, 32% usage uh, in – 231 minutes without Fultz and Aaron Gordon. Uh, His assist rate, as you already mentioned, also climbs to 25%. He's rebounding at an 18% clip and averaging 1.34 fantasy points per minute. I just don't see how you get away from that. Uh, Cole Anthony, almost a fantasy point per minute in 322 minutes in the same situation. Like, I'm not necessarily sure I understand where some of the pricing is coming in on because especially on DraftKings, you had Kawhi and Paul George out last week and dude, you saw guys like Reggie Jackson and Luke Kennard priced $7,000, $6,500, Terrence Mann at $6,000 before they even started a single game. Yeah. This value is going to be kind of insane. We need to talk a little bit about like, is there real? Should there be that much interest in Gary Clark at thirty three hundred or Kem Birch? Do you want to get to any of the also rands from Orlando? Do you want to try to after so Vooch, Cole Anthony, Evan Fournier? Like everybody understands why they're good good plays. They're getting increased role, but they're at their price tag of when Aaron Gordon is in. Terrence Ross, to a lesser extent, I think he looks like a terrible play today, but I'll probably uh, end up being in the minority for that opinion. Uh, but what do we do with Kem Birch, Gary Clark, Bacon, Ennis, Chumo, Kiki's back, lucky us. Like, I, I really hate the rest of the guys from Orlando. That's not fun value to get. We actually have a decent sample on Gary Clark with Fultz and Gordon off the floor. I even took Carter Williams off the floor because there's enough to see, you know, to get a decent idea. Yeah. 0.54 fantasy points per minute. I mean, yep. those are just not good numbers. Uh, no. Gary Clark's usage is 8.5%. So if you're asking me, what am I doing with Gary Clark? Or do I think that he should be getting ownership at what? He's, he's dirt cheap, but he's getting top five, top six ownership on this slate. Yeah, That, that to me seems outrageous. And I know he's cheap, Josh. I get that. And he probably should get some minutes. But is there an argument to getting away from Gary Clark in tournaments when he's a half fantasy point per minute player with almost all of the good players on Orlando already off the floor? Yeah, I I think there's a good argument for that for sure. 
showed up in my Sims 17% of the time, 23% owned on DraftKings right now. So I have him as uh, relatively over-owned. A guy that you should still be getting to, it's six games. Like, I understand where the, exactly. why the value is coming, but he's not a guy that I would look, be looking to get over on. Like, is he a priority would be the thing, and, and the answer is, is definitely not. Uh, no. Are you going to get some on an abbreviated slate? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the the biggest thing for me, Vooch, Cole Anthony, Evan Fournier. Fournier is a 1.18 fantasy point per minute guy in this situation. Uh, and I'm only going back to, to this year, of course, because you know, Fultz is getting a lot more run and, and they're a bit of a different team. But 1.2 on fantasy points per minute and north of 100 minutes. So uh, him, Vooch, Cole Anthony, to me, those are the guys that stand out the most. And like you said, they're going to be owned. There's no question there. But Gary Clark is pulling more ownership than Cole Anthony uh, and more ownership by a wide margin than Evan Fournier. I think that's where you might want to say, well, I could readjust, pay a little bit more, especially if you're hand building or you're doing three max or single entry and understand that by getting to a Fournier over a Clark, not only are you getting um, a big difference there, but you're also going to have a a, a lineup that looks way different because Gary Clark is is $3,000 less expensive. Do you have Terrence Ross's usage rate in front of you on that query? I do. What do you Terrence see? Ross usage. Now I took Carter Williams off the floor as well. Sure. So Terrence Ross usage is 18.9% in 188 minutes without Gordon As- Fultz and Carter Williams. Assist rate? With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no assist rate for Terrence Ross is probably like 5%, dude. Uh, It is 13%. Yeah. So we are currently projecting Terrence Ross for 28% ownership on FanDuel. I am not entirely sure why. He showed up in my Sims 8% of the time at the shooting guard spot at 49. Like, we're not even close. Uh, To me, like, one of the worst plays that I can see. And I don't really know what I would change to make that show up more. I gave him 29 minutes. Could that be the issue? Should I be projecting him to 32, 33 minutes? doesn't seem like I should, but maybe. But if not, like, if it's not a minutes thing, it's not a rates situation. It doesn't appear that any of these situations, like, it doesn't... He's not getting better from these guys being off the floor. He's not soaking up additional shots for reasons that I'm not, I don't really know. The way that I projected him out, he looks awful. That's what was strange to me too, because you would really anticipate Terrence Ross to get maybe the biggest bump, right? Yeah. Other than Vooch, and I guess to some extent Fournier, but Terrence Ross is is your gunner. You know, he's supposed to be your instant offense. Uh, And then when you're taking guys off the court that can produce, 
you would really think that he would benefit quite a bit from this, but but that hasn't been the case. So uh, I don't disagree. I, I think we could agree on this, though. Uh, whatever happens with Orlando, it's going to be pivotal to to whether or not you're winning tournaments tonight. Yep. Yeah, they're going to – look, you can assume that, like, one or two guys from every single team is going to hit a value number that you'll probably need. And more people are going to be on Orlando than anything else. So getting those two guys right are going to carry a lot more weight than normal. And I'll tell you, even Vooch at 44% projected ownership on DraftKings, using our ownership projections at Awesomeo, by the way, they are awesome. Check them out, along with everything else we have to offer at awesomeo.com slash join. All the tools built by the number one ranked player in the world, Awesomeo himself, Alex Baker. All of our premium articles, the Fantasy Cruncher add-on, the lineup builder. We got stuff if you're making uh, stuff by hand, if you're doing it. With Fantasy Cruncher, no matter what your style of play is, no matter what your process is, we got you covered. And I believe we have the best tools out there. And I think a lot of people who have signed up would agree. Also, uh, you can get a package for $3.95, $3.95 a week. You can do all of the sports for a week. You can do them for a month. You can do a single sport. You can make an investment, do a whole year. No matter what your style of play is, no matter what your budget is, we got you covered. Go to awesome.com slash join. And if you have questions, you can uh, hit me up on Twitter uh, at Lafayette underscore D. I'll be happy to answer that. So even at 44% on Vooch, the, the 42, uh, 82, uh, sorry, $82,000 price point is just, it's too yeah. low. So he's the, he's the best play on the slate. Yeah. Right now. On the slate. And, and ownership bears that out. The Clippers and Brooklyn Nets have a monster total here, 242 <laughs> and a half. And the reason I mentioned that Washington game earlier uh, and how Brooklyn blew it, wasn't just the final couple ser- the, the final couple possessions, even though that was you know hard in, a, in its own right, but more so the fact that this team, despite how good their offense is, Josh, they cannot keep points off the board for their opponents, and it's getting to a point now where if they have, if they want to win, they got to put up 120 plus points against decent opponents. Yeah, the the problem is, I, I think that they're just going to be able to do that no matter what. I don't know how you stop their starting offense. It would be insane if they just like sort of changed up their transactions. If DeAndre Jordan didn't have to be a part of the Brooklyn Nets, I think Jared Allen might still be the center. And this team would be scarier still than they are right now, which is really wild to think about. But I mean, a team with Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Kevin Durant, and honestly, I think very importantly, Joe Harris is it's so difficult to stop these guys. It's just going to be a track meet. To keep up with them is really problematic. And that's what we're sort of seeing for the Clippers. 29% owned Kawhi on FanDuel, 29% owned Paul George. Uh, It's really hard to get away from them because they're going to have to do a ton to keep up. Yeah, and I I think that's kind of the issue here is, and it's not necessarily an issue. It's kind of, it's, it's interesting actually. And I've been trying to, you know, when seeing Harden or Duran or Irving at this wildly, low ownership because it's so difficult to predict which one there have been days where you know if i'm playing a three max or single entry i'm swapping in james harden over say maybe a popular trey young or a popular steph curry because they're still some of the best players in the entire league Uh, and we saw it last week james harden ripped off a 70 fantasy point game at like one percent ownership but what makes them really interesting josh is it's that they're so good offensively but they're so bad defensively that these yeah. games have immense shootout potential. And then you start looking at spots where you're seeing 280 total points in regulation. 
It's so problematic, too. I looked at the game. I wasn't paying too much uh, attention to it. The wife is in Aruba. I got a friend in town. I got another friend that's living with us right now. And so we were just hanging out. So I wasn't paying too close attention to the games. And I pulled up the box scores because it was uh, like three games started at seven and one started at eight. So by the time we were done doing what we were doing, like everything was just over. And I looked at it and I was like, oh, this game had... 270 whatever regular points like it doesn't really matter what else happened clearly the best fantasy options are coming from this one so i'm totally screwed and that was the case i had i didn't have nearly enough of brooklyn washington and you had to have it and i think that's just going to be the case moving forward for a lot of brooklyn nets games and a lot of washington wizards games yeah no question and by the way the nets are 27th in defensive rating since the harden trade guess where houston ranks uh, they were like first or second or third or something along those lines. <laughs> yeah, that won't hold up. I looked no. at their, uh, I looked at their, um, their luck adjusted shooting percentages. So like what other teams should be shooting from the field compared to what they are. And they were like first in effective field goal percentage, but based on location of shot, uh, it should have been like 15th or something along those lines. So that'll come back to earth pretty quickly, especially yeah, because good. when you have Christian Wood and DeMarcus Cousins at center. For You're sure. Just not gonna but be they will defense. be better than with Harden on the floor. Uh, but the Nets are playing yeah. at the fifth fastest pace in the league uh, since the 16th. So that's yeah, that's pretty significant, man. And yeah. uh, I guess it's just time to dive into this. Well, we'll, we'll do the Clippers first. We'll start with the road team. What yeah. are we doing with, with the, the L.A. Clippers? They're without Patrick Beverly, but they've had George and Leonard back. Uh, Nicholas Batum is also questionable for this one, which – it sounds like nothing and probably is, but he's playing around 30 minutes, 30 plus minutes. The problem is whoever supplants him in the starting lineup is going to have to contend with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George anyway, and then just have yeah. zero usage. So yeah, if Batum plays, this one's really easy. On FanDuel, you're playing quite a bit of Kawhi and Paul George, and that's really it. Maybe a little bit of Reggie Jackson. I don't want anybody else from the Clippers. On the DK side, they're not even getting all that much love. Kawhi's at 15% ownership. Paul George is at nine. I think both of those numbers are about right. Reggie Jackson is 5,100. He's actually the guy that I like the most out of anybody on DraftKings. Only 5% owned. So like you could play 10% Reggie Jackson and be fine. Minutes are down slightly from what I've been expecting. So I only have him in for 28 right now. Otherwise, I don't really see anything from the Clippers that I want. It's going to take Nick Batum being out to open up anything of value for the Clippers that isn't Kawhi and Paul George. Isn't it remarkable that this game has a 242 and a half uh, over under? It is by far the high. Actually, what did you say? Uh, what do we have the Washington one at? Because I didn't have that. That's a this one's, yeah, this one's like three points higher. So it's still higher. It's still the highest. It's a monster total. And according to our ownership projections, and this goes back to what we talked about with Brooklyn having so many different options, the only player getting ownership above 9% in a game with a monster total, is Kawhi Leonard. That's the only one. Nobody else is above 9%, let alone 10, 11, 12% on the game, yeah. not just the Clippers. Yeah, and I totally agree with it. I mean, we we don't even have to talk about the Brooklyn side, which sounds like the most ridiculous nonsense that you and I have ever spouted out on a show. The highest owned guy from Brooklyn is Kyrie on DraftKings at 7.4. The total ownership, if you add up Brooklyn on FanDuel and Brooklyn on DraftKings, you get 30.5% ownership for every single player on the Nets. Paul George is at 29% just on FanDuel. There is no ownership coming to the Nets 
there certainly shouldn't you shouldn't be owning anybody that isn't one of the big three and maybe Jeff Green or Joe Harris. But ultimately, I don't get the sense that I'm going to have Brooklyn. And that feels really, really incorrect. I, I think. Well, here's the thing. I don't think there's any way that you are naturally going to get to to Brooklyn. And and for someone like, like yourself that you've been making uh, models for a long time, you probably agree. Like it's possible if you, if you have just a, like a, if you're just trying to go way off the reservation, which there's ways to do that. But it feels like to me, uh, you would have to make some type of adjustments uh, and crank up that contrarian score, Josh, in order to get to any of these guys, just based on, you know, what they're projecting for. Well, the, the real big piece here is that their prices suck, especially on yeah. Fanduel. Kevin Durant's 11,200. Like he's still putting up big numbers, you know, 30% usage, whatever, but we still have Kyrie Irving and James Harden on the floor. So at 11-2, you need everything to go right. You eat, it's, it's not even just like he needs to be good at that position. You need to hope that he's the guy that wins out over Kyrie and Harden as well, just on his own team. And on DraftKings, James Harden is 10,900. That is preposterous today. He's, I mean, he should probably be the cheapest one. Kyrie for 8,800 on DraftKings. You can get there. 9,500 on FanDuel. You can get there, but no one's getting there. And I can't really advocate for anybody here more than like 10%. I hear you. Listen, 123 minutes played with all three of these guys together. And Durant has the highest per minute production on DraftKings at 1.23. Harden at 1.19 and Kyrie Irving at 1.05. The issue you have there is, sure, that's good. You know, plus one per minute production is nice, especially when you're playing alongside two other very good players, but not at $11,000, not at $10,000. It's 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 really tough to get there today. Uh, it was only a couple of days ago that James Harden was priced at ten thousand one hundred. I think I could make a pretty good argument for that in a game with a two forty two and a half total. But now you've got him up as uh, the ten nine. He's the highest priced player on the entire slate. It it doesn't make any sense. Did they yeah. forget he's on Brooklyn for the past three weeks? Right. Do you have anything else from this game? Like, would you say you have any top plays at all? I mean, Paul George on FanDuel at 8,400, he's 29% owned. Kawhi on FanDuel, again, just because of the way positions work, it's a six-gamer. These guys are just going to look good regardless. Um, I'm going to be on Reggie Jackson a little bit on the DK side. I just think that that price tag works. He's like a .9 guy with the, with everybody on the floor except for Beverly. If he gets 28 minutes, I think that's a solid value for a low-owned option, but he's not like a jam-it-in type guy. It, this is just a... I would have expected a lot more out of this game and pricing on Brooklyn is just stopping that from happening. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, Memphis and, and Indiana has a 223 total. Not bad. Uh, Grizzlies five. And, and again, obviously you guys know this, but the total it's important. We, we mention it. The spread can be relatively important, but it's, it's certainly not the be all end all uh, Memphis Grizzlies are five point dogs on the road. They're coming into this one, Josh, with Jonas Valanciunas uh, questionable. He didn't play, was it yesterday, right? He, he was out yesterday, so this is the second leg of a back-to-back. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be active. My assumption is no. They still haven't gotten Jaron Jackson back. They're, they're down a decent amount of players. And did I see this correctly? John Morant, uh, did he leave and come back yesterday? 
Uh, I honestly don't know. He played 27 and a half minutes on the 30th. Yeah, there you go. I thought I, I, I thought I saw it. Yeah, I thought I saw it too, but I, I didn't play it today. 22 minutes uh, for John Moran. He doesn't have an injury designation, though. No. Um, what are you doing with Memphis? Mostly indifferent. John Morant, DeAnthony Melton, Kyle Anderson, Dylan Brooks, all between 7% and 10% in the optimal for me. And that's basically exactly where their public ownership is. I have Memphis lining up relatively neutral. To me, they're mostly filler more than anything else. So I'd expect to see one of those guys in most of my lineups, but no real concentration of anybody. Melton for 4,500 on DraftKings is the guy that stands out the most. I've been seeing an, uh, an uptick in minutes. I've uh, been scoring the basketball pretty well as of late. He's 17% owned already on DraftKings, but I agree with that ownership. So I think Melton on DraftKings is the best play coming from Memphis, but I don't think that anybody looks as uh, like a no doubt about it type guy. Yeah, and Melton getting the highest projected ownership on DraftKings and on FanDuel at $45 and $4,800 respectively. Not a lot, though. You're talking like 14% on DraftKings, 12% on FanDuel. Uh, and then it kind of bottoms out after that. Dylan Brooks getting a little bit of love on FanDuel at 5100 uh, John Morant getting single digit ownership. And, you know, you would kind of think that it's $7,500, $7,800. This is a guy that we'd be getting to a lot of, but Josh, he hasn't necessarily been giving us those numbers that you need from him at a mid to a high 7k price point recently, which is even more remarkable when you take one of their highest usage players in Jonas Valanciunas off the floor. Yeah, I thought he would. I thought he would get a little bit more of a bump, and it, it just doesn't appear to be happening. I've got him as like an eight and a half percent optimal guy, seventy eight hundred, seventy five hundred, depending on the site. And he's just sort of a guy, and he was cooking before that injury and before Memphis missed yep. two weeks with COVID. Like, uh, I think that has really negatively impact Morant's outlook on the rest of the season because he was having a hell of a second year. Yeah, one point two seven fantasy points per minute with. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas off the floor this year, 29% usage, uh, and an assist rate that's coming in at 45%. So, like, the numbers aren't bad. If if you get to some Moran, I don't think that's an issue at a seven mid-7K price point, but I don't think there's any priorities here either. Uh, no. Are there any priorities on the Indiana side of the ball? Ooh, all of them, man, all of them. We got a lot to do here. So... I have Sabonis, Brogdon, and Lamb all around 20% chances to be in the optimal. Justin Holiday and Miles Turner in the 10 to 15% range. All uh, of them a lot of that ownership too. Yep, a lot of that holds up on DK as well. I mean, we're talking about a lot of 15 to 25% ownership type guys. Yep. I would say that Sabonis would be my favorite guy on FanDuel. Jeremy Lamb probably second at 5,300. On the drafting side, I love Malcolm Brogdon at 7,900. These guys are playing big minutes. He is dominating the ball, really making that contract from two years ago look really good. Can you imagine if Malcolm Brogdon was still on the Milwaukee Bucks? <laughs> You've always been a pretty big Brogdon guy. No reason he should have won rookie of the year, but pretty solid player nonetheless. Well, it looked like it was going to be a stupid reason. Like he looked like he was going to be an afterthought rookie of the year winner. Like you were going to look back at it and it would be dumb. And that's not going to be the case. Like it's not, he's, you're not going to look back at that and think like, oh, that was a gigantic mistake. Like he's turning himself into a borderline all-star in the right. NBA. He probably should be the all-star for Indiana. They'll give it to Sabonis, which is nonsense, but it should be Malcolm Brogdon. 
don't get me started on this one, but uh, he's making that look a lot better. Can you imagine if he was still on the team and they still made that Drew Holiday trade and Malcolm Brogdon was what they thought they were getting out of Bogdanovich? I know. Unbelievable. And by the way, you're right. It's not like the Michael Carter Williams rookie of the year season where they were on a garbage team, clearly tanking, and he did everything, every single game and turned out to be a legitimately below average basketball player. You're right. Um, but the ownership it was, it was looking bad for a while. It was just like, come on, man, it's Joel Embiid. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. And do you think? Do you think Joel Embiid has a shot at? And, and put your put your biases aside because Jokic is playing well, and I'm a huge Jokic guy as well. But what bias do I ever have in conversations you are with wild, you? You are wildly biased with this topic. Do you think Joel Embiid has a legitimate shot? At MVP, because the only the only thing that holds them back, in my opinion, it's not that they're winning, because they or it's not that they aren't winning because they are. It's not that he hasn't been remarkable. I, I think he's been the best player in the league when it comes to having an impact on his team. They're one and four without him. They've been awful without him. But will he play enough games? Is the biggest question. I think he has a very realistic chance of being the MVP this year. Uh, probably, probably the leader in the clubhouse right now. If we. But Bron is like, plus three fifty on DraftKings last I looked. Luca and Embiid are plus five fifty. I think Jokic is plus seven fifty. But I would have, I would put, I would have had not just. This is not me being biased. Uh, I, I think Embiid should be up there as at least tied with 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 LeBron for the best odds. But I, he's having a fantastic year. I I really don't have anything to say that's not good. Um, February 1st was a day where a lot of advanced stats started to drop. Um, So of the things that I look at, he's got a plus 10.6 Raptor. So that's a plus minus metric. Uh, He's plus three in PIPM. If you just like blend all of this stuff together, he's basically been a plus plus five guy in plus minus metrics. That is elite, elite, elite level stuff. If Philly can maintain being at the top of the East, which right. I think is going to be a very big piece. Look, if we're being honest, like the, the the real MVP should probably be Giannis and it's not going to happen. And which is fine, but if Philly maintains 15 and like 15 and 6 right now top of the East, it's probably going to be between him and LeBron and health will come down to a lot of it. I don't think that it's going to be Jokic unless they go on a run. Uh, like if Philly is good and like the Lakers are still fantastic at 16 and six. I don't think that Jokic is going to be able to pass both guys from a standings perspective. Yeah. It's going to be fun though. I think it'll be an actually like legitimately fun race, but uh, I'm invested now. I got some action down on Embiid MVP because I, I thought he should have been higher than plus 550 or lower than plus 550. We'll take it. Brigel Patel. Thank you for the super chat. He says, Hey guys, congrats on the 50 K subs. Josh, I've been following you since your Reddit days. And it's amazing to see you help this site grow. Wow, the, the site helped Josh grow. That's <laughs> <laughs> also true. We, we helped I'm each kidding. other early. Um, I wish that I could go uh, check out Reddit. Somebody tagged me on Reddit recently about like, do you know anybody that has started? Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Off just doing this as a hobby and turned it into a career. And somebody was like, yeah, you should talk to Josh Engelman. But yeah. uh, I, I got banned again from Reddit like a month or two ago. For what? And nothing. I don't, I, I wasn't there. It just showed up in my inbox one day. Oh, seems like Reddit bans people for nothing. But well, it's, no, it's the, it's the mods. They are yeah, uh, well, I mean, the salty over success, done. you know? I started off as a hobby too, man. I was a drug and alcohol yeah. therapist and I just loved DFS and I started winning tournaments and then I started writing for free at the fake basketball, which was like one of the first content sites ever. Yeah. Um, or for peanuts, really. Maybe not free, but yeah. You just got to jump into it. It's the same. You get the question all the time. How did you get into it? It's, just do it. You, you'd agree though that it's a lot more difficult to get into it now than it was back when I was in 2013. So yes and no. It's very easy to get into it. Anybody can make content right now and put it out on their like own that. medium. Um, yeah, well, like, you know, it's it's very easy to make content. And if you want to do it, you should do it. And you should just expect that no one will watch it or see it for an extended amount of time. Like, you right. just have to go into it thinking, like, if I like this, I'll do it. And hopefully this works out because that's sort of what I did. Um, but at the same time, there are infinite people now trying to do the exact same thing that you are doing. So you need to find... You need to carve something out that makes you unique. That's a good point. Yeah, it's a much bigger pie now, but there's also many more hands in that pie. And yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so let's close out Memphis and Indiana. Top options yeah. from this one. I'm assuming it's mostly Indiana for you. Yeah, almost exclusively Indiana. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, Sabonis, the two big ones. Jeremy Lamb on FanDuel, another big one. Happy to get to Turner, happy to get to Holiday. I really just like a lot of that starting five from Indiana. I'll have twice as much Indiana as I will Memphis. And then from the Memphis side, don't mind working in Morant, Melton, Dylan Brooks, maybe a little Kyle Anderson, but I don't really love that. Melton, the star, though, on DraftKings. All right. Guys, three down, three to go. I'd say we're making decent time by our standards. Yeah, I mean, we would still be on Toronto, Orlando if this were last year. <laughs> our first and show ever started. And that Joel Embiid MVP discussion would have been <laughs> a very large mid-show topic. Our first show ever started with like 45 minutes on Carmelo Anthony not being no, being able to shoot any more conversation. I, yeah, I think he was that. still on the Rockets at that point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And guys, by the way, this show is sponsored by uh, our wonderful sponsor, No House Advantage. If you haven't checked them out yet, it's a perfect time to do so right now. It's peer-to-peer player props, which means that you're not playing against the house, hence the name, No House Advantage. And uh, essentially what you're doing is you're you're taking props, but you're not just taking a prop like you would on DraftKings and Fandle, betting one individual prop, Um but what you're you're putting them in a contest form, so really like a GPP style format, uh, and it's really a neat concept. There's guaranteed payouts over at No House Advantage, and you can do like highest confidence props. So if you if you have to pick eight of them to put into your your quote unquote lineup, you pick one that you like the most, that you feel best about, and you put that at the top. That gets you more points than the one at the bottom that maybe you feel least confident in. But really, the best part about all of this is that we have free projections at Awesomeo. Uh, which means that you can take advantage and get an edge over those stale props that are coming out earlier in the week, maybe for football, earlier in the day for basketball, that get hit hard one direction or the other and move on FanDuel and DraftKings, but they don't move on, um, they don't move at all on No House Advantage. We've got that. We have the optimal lineups tool over at, at, at uh, Awesome. All of them for free. Even if you're not a premium sub, we have all of that free content 
at awesomeo.com. And if you use the promo code awesomeo, they will give you $20 in free play when you sign up and five more if you refer a friend. So no reason not to check that out. Beat your friends, not the house at No House Advantage. All right. Um, Portland, Washington, Josh, 240 and a half total. Blazers got smoked yesterday. You mentioned that Nazir Little had a pretty solid outing. C.J. McCollum remains sidelined. Yusuf Nurkic remains sidelined. Derek Jones Jr. Uh, was out yesterday. I don't know his status for today. So they're actually dogs on the road to the Washington Wizards. This one's nuts, man. I've been playing too much of Portland, but uh, it's going to happen again. They are without question my top team today. Damian Lillard, Enos Cantor, Gary Trent, all 30% or more to be in the optimal lineup on FanDuel. Wow. Similar, similar story going on on DraftKings. Covington looks good. Anthony Simons looks good. I'm happy to get to Nas Little. He's at 23% ownership right now on DraftKings at 3,100. So uh, people are probably going to be going right back there. I think that even Harry Giles could be in play at 3,200, depending on how this game like fully goes. You never know if something weird happens to Cantor. Giles is the first guy up on a six-gamer. This will be the team that I have more exposure to than anything else. In particular, Enos Cantor on FanDuel or on DraftKings, uh, I have massively higher than his current ownership. Same story for Gary Trent. Gary Trent right now, 11% owned on FanDuel. I think that he should be more like 29 uh, so you guys can get an idea of how much I'm going to be playing Gary Trent, which I want to be clear here, isn't something I like doing because he sucks from a fantasy <laughs> perspective. So the one thing I want to be a little bit clear on here, clearer on is so Nazir Little started two games ago and yeah. played, was it like, I think 17 or 13 minutes. He didn't play much at all. He started, no. he, you know what it was? It was the Myers Leonard under Eric Spolstra starting role when Myers Leonard was healthy and starting. You play like eight, 10 minutes in the first half, in the first quarter. Don't play at all in the second. You start the third quarter and you play around eight or 10 minutes and then you don't play the fourth. Last game though, yesterday, Nas Little played the almost the entire fourth quarter alongside Blevins, alongside Ellaby, alongside um, Anthony Simons and Harry Giles. He got the blowout run, Josh. And to be exact, he got nine minutes and 22 seconds of it. That is significant. He would have played around 20 minutes had this been a competitive game and not closed it out. Yeah, I gave him 22 for today. Um, but you not know, 29 I, I, is what I'm saying. No, not even remotely close. If anybody's looking at 29 and thinking that's going to happen again, that's not happening again unless they're whooping someone or getting whooped. Yep. Um, it's possible that he could pick up another like late third quarter, fourth quarter stretch. It's not out of the realm of possibility that, that they would in, integrate him into some sort of closing lineup, but I doubt it. You're going to get Covington. You're obviously going to get Dame, probably Cantor, Gary Trent Jr., I think the fifth spot is probably a little up in the air, whether it's Hood or Mellow or Little. They, they have a lot of options for the fifth spot. So 22 feels fine. And if Nas Little plays 22 minutes, I think he's a pretty nice value play. He's probably a little over-owned on DraftKings. I think he's probably a little over-owned on FanDuel, but you're getting there either way. I think you're just, you're paying for a lot of Portland. 240 total, Washington Wizards. I mean, this is about as good as it gets. It is, but I've got to tell you, I, I guess I'm a little bit more hesitant to to get there on that ownership, almost 25% yeah. for Nazir Little, uh, you know, for his career. Uh, DraftKings points per minute, 0.71. Is that horrible if your minimum salary? No, not if you're getting 30-plus minutes. But yeah. 
I have some legitimate concerns. I mean, just the, if, if we actually, Josh, put it in context a little bit, the game before that, and I'm with you, if he plays 22 minutes, he's fine value play, but he played 13 and a half minutes the game before that and attempted one field goal in a competitive game. So, like, that is possible again. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. No doubt about it. I mean, like, here, let me let me grab my sim. So I have him projected for 17 fantasy points. I don't think that either okay. of us think that that's like a terribly no, ridiculous number. that sounds number. about right, yeah. All right, let me find out what he averages when he's in the optimal lineup. So when I have him, in, when he shows up in the optimal lineup in my sims, he's averaging 25 and a half DK points. Okay, doable. Yeah, <laughs> so, you know, the goal is probably like 30 at that price tag, and I think he can do that periodically. Okay, fair enough. And a six-game slate, he's basically minimum salary. I'm not going to argue yeah. it. All I'm saying is yeah. I have some real reservations about it is all. At, as you should. Yeah. And uh, one last thing, maybe Terry Stotts decides that he wants to give him some additional run because of last game and reward him yeah. with some minutes. It's possible. Yeah. It's uh, also possible that he just, like, doesn't even play him, too. I mean, it's Terry Stotts. Yeah. Like, it, that could just as easily become Rodney Hood. <laughs> exactly. So we'll see. Um, what about the guys outside of Little – uh, ownership right now on this game. I mean, you've got a lot. You have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys above in the double digits on Fanduel. Uh, Ennis Cantor has been a pretty popular option. He's getting some some decent ownership, and Damian Lillard too. Let's just circle back to them and let me get your take. Where you see that? Do they stand as priorities to you? Yeah, big time. Uh, Dame is a priority. Thirty four percent of the time in the optimal uh, on Fanduel, he'll be one of my highest owned players. Don't mind the ownership at all. But Cantor and Gary Trent, Cantor in particular is probably my favorite play of the slate relative to public ownership. I have him massively over where ownership is showing him right now. Well, that was a really rough burp. Should have let it go like you do. <laughs> uh, same sort of a story for Trent uh, Covington. Uh, like I'm, I have 144% aggregate from my Sims and 102% ownership uh, on FanDuel and it's a bigger gap on DraftKings. This is the team that I'm getting over the field on. I'm hoping this ownership stays relatively muted. I want to have as many sort of permutations of Portland as I can because I'm not worried about Washington's defense. I love the pace up spot for the Blazers. And while their their rotation is a little tricky in that we don't really know who's going to be that fifth guy, we know that they don't really play anybody else. So every like it's just going to be a lot of minutes going to these nine guys. You don't have to worry too much about playing time in this case. Prices are starting to come up a little bit on the the extra guys now that CJ's been out for a while. Nurkic has been out for a while. Derek Jones Jr. also questionable for today. I'm really hoping to see him not show up, but if he comes back, uh, all this Nas Little ownership just goes away. Right. Josh, game stacking, there's not, you don't have that same correlation in in basketball as you do in hockey, in baseball, in football. I don't know if there's a correlation in soccer, but maybe there is. There is, a uh, little bit. Yeah, but okay, so all of them more than basketball. Yes. But I, guess, I wouldn't be surprised if the the winning lineup in FanDuel and DraftKings tournaments today has like five players from this game. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, if it stays close and it goes over, we're talking about a very close game with a 250 potential total, you're going to need multiple pieces from this game, especially because on the Washington side, you got like we don't have much to say about Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal. Like you guys know their talent levels, their prices. They look like great plays. 
everybody else on the Wizards now is cheap. No one is more expensive than 4,800 on FanDuel for the Wizards. We've got Rui at 5,300 who just stinks anyway, but everybody else is super cheap on the Washington side. So we're going to see guys naturally fall into like 6X, 7X, 8X games just by default if this game stays close. Over the last 15 days, half a month, a little more than two weeks, however you want to phrase it, Portland ranks dead last in defensive rating at 119.6 points per 100. And uh, Washington at 28th at 118.3, Josh. Washington also with a 103.8 pace over that span. Like, this is a dream game for fantasy purposes. It really is. I I was going to go with Fortnite, by the way. No, I like that. Yes, Fortnite, also known as 14 Days. Yeah, I think that was pretty good. Yeah, and uh, Portland being the worst defense, I wouldn't have expected that with Enos Cantor holding it down. Yeah. (laughs) I learned. For, I didn't even know the term Fortnite until I started watching Game of Thrones like eight years ago. That's I thought you were going to say until you started playing Fortnite. Never played it. Not once. Should've. I don't know. How. I just know you can build shit way quicker than humanly possible. Yeah, so, I don't think it'd be all that fun of a game if you really had to build a fort <laughs> by hand out there, man. Oh, no, I forgot my nails. Hun, get me a shovel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm dead. <laughs> That's it, little... Uh, Damian Lillard, Ennis Cantor, all of these guys in great spots. I love Lillard today. Uh, I love Cantor today. Like the reason you guys, I'm a broken record with this, Josh, and and then we'll talk Washington. We're not going to spend a lot of time on these last couple games, not as much. Uh, so bear with us. The reason I love Lillard and the reason why so many other people get frustrated with him is because at his price point, he'll give you a lot of 45 fantasy point games, but then he'll go on a streak where he gives you 80 fantasy points in seven straight. I'm here for that. And in this game, I'm always going to be here for that. Yeah, you and me both. Uh, It's the minutes. It's the usage. This entire team is him. Everyone on the team knows that it's him. Like, there's no ambiguity for the Portland Trailblazers. He is the heartbeat of this team. I I mean, he's he's sort of like the Bradley Beal of the team. Unfortunately, now Dame doesn't have a Russell Westbrook to ruin everything. (laughs) You don't play Westbrook today, unfortunately. Dude, Beal's been otherworldly this season. If if Washington had a decent record, he'd at least have relatively decent odds for MVP. But they, it's it's not going to happen because he's on a, a horrible team, which is pretty unfortunate. He's just been remarkable. Every single game, you get 25-plus points. He's got a 60-banger in there. He's giving you 30-plus pretty much every night. Uh, I, I don't know what more you can say about Bradley Beal, and I think that's where we need to start. And then we can do Washington or we can do Westbrook and the rest of these guys. And then just give me your top options from this entire game because it's such an integral part of this six game slate. So $9,100 Russell Westbrook is actually the thing that I like the most in this game. Uh, The minutes were up the last time out. I've been waiting for that to happen. Uh, I've been a little pessimistic about his health and apparently he's just going to let it rip. So I'm giving him the full minutes and he's 9,100. And we're talking about a guy that basically projects for a triple double when he plays. So yeah, 9,100 looks pretty good. He's already 21% owned, but I think that's more than okay. I'll get to Beal. I'll clearly get to Russell Westbrook. I think Davis Bertans is 43. I think you at 4,300 on FanDuel and uh, 4,700 on DraftKings looks pretty solid. And then I don't really have much interest in anything else from Washington. Someone's going to do well. I see what you did there. I had to look at the price one. I see what you did there. Yeah. I look um, like Davis Bertans. He's a goofy looking fella. I wish I could shoot like he could, but I don't want to. Or you had his paycheck. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, so, yeah, the, so basically those three guys are the only guys that I'm looking at here. But if Russ is now playing 35 minutes a game, you have to play him because 9,100 as a price tag isn't sticking around. Have you run any crunches yet? No. Okay. I was going to ask you, because I know you can pull this up, how many you have with Lillard and one of Beal and Westbrook? I'm assuming it's going to be an extraordinary amount. Uh, do you want that for FanDuel or DraftKings? Oh, sweet. Uh, DraftKings. Okay. I have everything here, so I can do it pretty quickly. Awesome. It's going to be a lot. <laughs> it's got It's got to be, right? Because it's yeah. not like, okay, a couple things to point out here while you find this. Uh, it's not just like they're two good players with high usage. It's they're two good players with high usage in a game with a monster total and a tight spread. You know, both of these teams, the, the Portland Trailblazers have a 119 implied total, Josh, and the Wizards are at 121 and a half. Monster, monster implied totals from both of these teams. High usage players, no CJ McCollum. Lillard or Beal hasn't cared whether or not Westbrook's been on the floor. There's just no reason not to have pairings of them pretty much everywhere. Crunch is about to run. I'm just going to put it on like full exposure, 50% randomness, just get an idea of it. That'll keep everybody about where they need to be. All right, well, we can come back to it. Who are your top options from this game? Top options from this game. So on the FanDuel side, it's Lillard, Cantor, Gary Trent, and then I move myself over to the Washington side where it's then Bertans, Bradley Beal, and then Westbrook. On the DK side, I start with Cantor. I got to mention Nas Little. Then I'm going to Russ. And then I'm flipping a coin on Dame, Gary Trent, and Anthony Simons from a value perspective. But when push comes to shove, it's just this whole game. I don't really see a scenario where I don't have more exposure in this one than any other game. Might be by a wide margin, too. Yeah. It's, there's just, what's not to like? There's nothing not to like about this game. I like everything about this game. Doesn't mean I like every player, but what I mean is the conditions are met in pretty much every aspect of what makes a game good for DFS. You know what I mean? Everything that you could want is in this game. Like It's a pace-up spot for Portland massively. They gain like three possessions over their normal rates. Terrible defense on both sides of the ball. Gunner-type point guards running the offense. Like Everything that you could want for a, a game to get out of hand from a DFS perspective is here right now. And, All a right, here we go. In, and a couple of injuries to Portland that could open things up as well, just for more value in a, in a, in a high fast paced game. That would be my one argument in favor of Nasir Little and some of these shit players. Uh, I'm sure they're great people. I take that back. Uh, great players, just not great NBA players. The, the one, the one advantage here is this, they may stumble into fantasy production from simply being on the court in a game that sees 5,000 possessions. So. Boston. Dame showed up in 150 of 300 lineups. Dame, um, you said? Yeah. Okay. Only two of them had Russ. Uh, eight of them had Bradley Beal. Really? Yeah. I think a lot of the problem is that it's not so much that that combination is problematic, but once you already lock in Vooch because he's such a good value at center, and then you lock in, uh, like, you know, one of Paul George potentially, you stop. Like, it's not that Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook don't look all that great. You're just finding other positions that are locking in guys first. Yep. Well, that's why we do this, to, to figure yeah. out 
Uh, I will be interested to see how much I can get that to work, though. Be interesting. How many of Beal and Westbrook together? Zero? Probably minimally. Um, I would say like zero to one. 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 Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Boston and Golden State. Yeah, thanks for running that, too, because that kind of stuff is – I would assume that stuff is helpful to, to people that are looking to build lineups and maybe don't have Fantasy Cruncher and – uh, when you do that, it gives you an idea of, of what a lot of these builds are going to look like. Boston and Golden State, the uh, Warriors at home, two and a half point favorites, 226 total, Josh. We'll actually kick it off on the other side of this one with Boston. Uh, do you, After coming off a game that we like so much, would you say there's anything in Boston that stands out as a potential priority, a really good play. As of now, ownership, Jalen Brown is getting the yeah. most, and Jason Tatum's getting a decent amount on DraftKings as well. Then it falls off a cliff. Nobody else. Oh, I love this game, dude. Love okay. it. Love Let's it. Love it. it. So no, Marcus, Marcus Smart out. He's done for a couple weeks now. Kemba Walker's still working his way back, but he is 5,700 on FanDuel. I like Kemba Walker more than I like anybody else on Boston. So let's start there. Wild stuff. Six percent projected ownership on DraftKings. Six percent. I like it. I like him at sixty-seven hundred there too. I have all four guys: Tatum, Brown, Walker, and Tice as positive plays compared to their ownership. I love getting to Tatum and Brown. Not much to say there. Just increased usage, increased everything, especially with Smart out and Kemba still working his way back. Tice is forty-five hundred on Fanduel. 5K on DK. So on FanDuel, I think you need to load up on Daniel Tice, projected for 14% ownership. I think that should be more like 22. Um, this is the second best team I have in terms of gaps between where I have them and where public ownership is. Because if you think the Washington game is a good pace up spot, this one's even better. Celtics are gaining four possessions over their average against Golden State. Massive, massive pace up spot for Boston. I love it. Tatum, Brown, Walker, Tice on FanDuel. Probably going to have one or two of them in every single lineup that I have. I feel the exact same way on DraftKings, except for Tice. He's just not totally as good of a play, but he's only 3% owned, so I still want to get there. I'm going to get a lot of Boston tonight. Favorite guy, though, out of everybody is Kemba on FanDuel, Jalen Brown on DraftKings. I totally get Kemba at 57 on FanDuel. 67 to me just seems a little bit restrictive or prohibitive given his the fact that he hasn't played 30 minutes uh, since the start of the, since I think his first game of the season, or no, that was 20. Sorry, he hasn't played once uh, north yeah. of 29 minutes. He hasn't gotten into that 30-minute range. You know, on the season, he has a 29% usage rate, which is, you know, fine. It's, it's actually higher than last season. Assist rate, 25%, right in line with last year as well. All of those numbers look about right. Rebound rate's actually a tick higher than last year. Uh, but do you not, are you okay with, you know, potentially playing less than 30 minutes at 6,700? So I gave him 29 minutes, but let's just, I'll hit you with a couple names. Would you rather play Kemba Walker today knowing that he plays 29 minutes or Mike Conley at 6,400? Against Detroit in a slow pace, pretty. Donovan Mitchell back. Yeah, with Mitchell back. Yeah, probably Kemba. Would you rather play Andrew Wiggins or Norm Powell, both at 6,400? You know the answer to that. Okay. These are all guys that are just slightly cheaper than him. Evan Fournier at 6,300, I think that I would probably just feel a little bit safer with Fournier. Yeah, and I would assume that Fournier in this game, if it stays competitive, uh, gets you around 35 minutes. 6K DeLon Wright? No. 6K Gary Trent? No. 6K Joe Harris? No. You're right. Yeah. All the people that are around him 
are not his the same kind of offensive player that he is. All right, fair enough. And if you're getting him at 6% ownership, I think that kind of drives the argument home a little further too. But 57 yeah. on Fandle uh, is why he's getting the most ownership of anyone from Boston. Uh, yeah. Golden State side, Draymond Green was the only – uh, injury news here that was that we weren't unsure of, so he's probable. But uh, James Wiseman, who was actually playing pretty decent basketball as a reserve once he got thrown back to the bench, a um, little bit more aggressive, he's out with a, a sprained wrist. So you're taking potentially around 20 minutes away from him. Uh, Eric Pascal is also probable to play in this one. So uh, I'm not necessarily sure what to make of Golden State. It doesn't feel like this is a team I'm going to have a ton of. And one of the reasons I would imagine is, and, and I guess, I don't know, Pascal is is someone that's pretty solid on, on Fandle. So we can get there. Uh, all of these guys are getting some ownership, but man, it feels so ugly getting the Golden State every single time, including Draymond Green. But like, how do you get to Stephen Curry uh, at a high clip when you have Beal and you have Damian Lillard in that game? You tell me, Josh. It's it's hard. I think he's like a 10% guy. Not even just Curry, not even those guys in that game, but like we still have Kyrie and James Harden on this slate too that are also not owned. So that's where it gets tricky. Right. It's everybody else that looks great for Golden State. Draymond Absolutely. Green now, no, no Wiseman, 4,900 on FanDuel. He's 4,900 on DK. That's a guy that I want to have like 20% of. Pascal is 3,500. He's basically the backup center now, projected for 32 minutes, or 32%, uh, not projected for 32 minutes. I haven't projected for 22 minutes. He's projected for 32% ownership on DK. I think he should be chalky, but maybe not that chalky, but I understand why it's happening. I guess you can still get to Andrew, uh, Andrew Wiggins. You can still get to Kelly Oubre. This is going to be a pretty fast-paced game if – Golden State stays in it, and I see no reason that they don't. They're only three-point underdogs. This is a pretty nice spot for the starters for Golden State. Uh, I think I'm going to have a lot of aggregate ownership to Boston Golden State. It sounds like it for sure. I was, I guess I just had a little bit of, uh, you know, initial shock seeing Eric Pascal projected for 30-plus percent ownership. That's, that's what happens when Wiseman's out. They, they only have so many minutes to go around, and it doesn't appear that they really want to be using Draymond all that much at center. So when it comes to priorities then, like for me, Curry is always a fine tournament option. Like you said, this game could actually be played at a pretty respectable pace, 226 totals, pretty high. Um, yeah. He's just a, a tournament option that you're getting at super low ownership with the upside to have a big game which, again, that can win you tournaments. When you're getting really great players at low ownership because there's other really great players on a slate, that can be the difference maker, and you actually don't have to go all that crazy with the rest of your lineup. So uh, I get it. I don't love Stephen Curry, though, for for obvious reasons. But, like, dude, the the ownership really, really surprised me to see Pascal at 30-plus percent, Kelly Oubre north of 20%. Uh, Draymond Green at, at 17% or north of 20% as well. Definitely more own aggregate ownership on FanDuel than DraftKings though. Yeah. So Wiggins is the only guy that I have as like a really good play relative to ownership. 
uh, Curry, Ubre, Draymond, all neutral. Pascal way under. That's from FanDuel. I have Curry, Draymond, and Wiggins all as pretty nice positive plays on DraftKings relative to their ownership. Like I think Curry should be in the optimal about ten percent of the time. He's six percent owned. Draymond twenty two to seventeen. Wiggins twelve to eight. These are the guys where like. If I see Andrew Wiggins is owned at 8% and I think it's 12, I'm trying to get like 18% Andrew Wiggins. Not enough that like I'm dead if he has a bad day, but those are the spots where I'm trying to just drum up a little bit of additional leverage. Pascal would be the guy that I think is most over-owned, but I also think that he's the basically the best play coming from Golden yeah. State on DK. So I'll be there, but I'm just not going to be there in the 30s like the public. I'll be in the 20s instead. Last one, $3,400. This is DraftKings. Uh, Kavon Looney. 23 yeah. minutes last game. Of course, they won that in just uh, destructive fashion, blowing the doors off Detroit. Uh, any interest in Looney? He's, his ownership is coming in a lot lower than a lot of these other value options we talked about. Nothing really. Uh, he was an 8.4% option coming out of the sim. He's at 10% ownership on DK. So I think that's right. He's like a 10%er. Nothing crazy. If you get him, you get him. If you're playing a 20 max, you know, anywhere from like one to three lineups seems pretty fine. Ready to close this out with Detroit and Utah? Let's do it. All right. I don't know how much we're going to have to talk about on this one, but we Not too much. We talk about all of them because that's what we do here on the Strategy Show. By the way, guys, glad to have everybody here. We got almost 800 watching concurrent, Josh, on a on a morning six game Tuesday slate. So I'm pretty happy about that. And they didn't know we were going to be here. Otherwise, it'd probably be 1800. <laughs> you don't have anything to say to the to the viewers here. No, no request. Oh, you know what? Yeah, no, I do have a request because apparently you can't do your job. 788 people, 150 <laughs> likes. Do you mind My job the is doing up? that right now. Yeah, apparently the host of this show has no ability to garner likes on the video. <laughs> so I will come in and carry the load like I normally do. Like I carried 50,000 subscribers signing up for just my shows alone. I got, I got us. 60,000 subscribers. I had to get 10 additional thousand for all the ones that you guys end up losing. Yeah, that's, that's it because <laughs> you're so nice to everybody. I'm such a charmer. So you're going to, so basically what he's saying is guys, if you like this show, hit that thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. It does help yes. us greatly. Yes. David Blayton, he says 250 likes at least. Come on, man. Come on, man. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Do it in the voice. And, yo, you guys can check this show out in podcast form. You can check out all of our stuff in podcast form if you haven't done so. Not the deeper dive in live before lock because that's pointless. There's no shelf life there. But after all of this is, is done streaming, after it's done being uh, live, you can catch it here at YouTube, obviously, or any podcast platform that you prefer. Just search Awesome Out. We've got you covered. Leave a rating and a review, too, if you like the show. It helps us a lot. But, but keep that in mind. If you don't have YouTube Premium and you don't want to keep your phone in your pocket with the screen on, uh, and all of that stuff, YouTube or uh, uh, listening to it in podcast form will make your life a whole lot easier. Yeah, uh, we're gonna have a problem. It's you and me again tomorrow. I want to make sure that we promote the fact that it's you and me again tomorrow. But it's a Wednesday slate. I know. I already looked. It's ten games. <laughs> Do you want to just start now? <laughs> <laughs> we can cut it. We'll be all right. I, I say hour and twenty minutes. We'll knock it out of the park. Plus Good. another hour and twenty. I don't know. Come hang out. Find out for yourself. Hope you got a free morning, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan Klein producing the show. And uh, probably couldn't be any more miserable knowing that Josh and I are back on together. Detroit, Utah. Utah, 12 and a half point favorites, 219 total. I don't pay a ton of uh, attention to standings, Josh, 
But then I saw that Utah was number one in the West, and they're just running through teams. Uh, yeah. I was shocked to see that. They are – what's their – their fifth – no, sorry, they're 15 and five. They were first. They're second now. This team is playing remarkably well. They've won nine of their last ten games. They just lost their last one. They were on a nine-game winning streak prior to that. Might have even been longer than that. Oh, and it's legit, too. Plus 10.8 point differential is the highest point differential in the league by two full points over the Lakers. They are fourth in offense and third in defense. They're cooking, man. They look really good. And I'm not surprised. I mean, it's basically full turnover for the team. So you're bringing back a playoff team. Essentially, everybody has been healthy for most of this season. Like, Boyan is not right, but that's okay. You know, we lost Mitchell for a couple of games, but... All, you know, they didn't have to worry too much about COVID since they started it. <laughs> so uh, you're not going to, like, worry about any jazz games not being able to happen since uh, we've been worrying about them having COVID for basically a calendar year now. They've all had it at this point. <laughs> we know two of them have. Yes, we do. <laughs> anyway, uh, I don't have much to say for this game, so we can just sort of knock it out quickly. Jeremy Grant is the best play of the day on FanDuel, and I don't think that it is particularly close. For some strange reason, FanDuel took a guy that was 8,400 two games ago and dropped his price to 6,800. Have you seen DraftKings? He's 7K. I, I love this dude today. I, I was I was shocked by the prices here. I, I know that I think a lot of it is we know this, especially with DraftKings. At least we have a pretty good inclination that uh, the the algorithm factors in how often guys are getting played, right? And yeah. if I had to guess uh, on some of these bigger slates that Jeremy Grant was on in really difficult matchups, he just wasn't getting owned. And his yeah. price came from 8,400 two games ago to 7K today. He's my favorite play on the slate relative to ownership. It's not close. He's the yeah. best overall play on the slate on FanDuel, in my opinion. He's really? okay. a fantastic play on DK at 7K. Look, he's... Nothing's changing about what he's doing. He's going to continue right. to be the biggest usage guy on the team. He's going to take a ton of shots, and he's doing a little bit of everything for the Pistons. That's not going anywhere. Nothing's, he might like make or miss a couple additional shots, but his role is set in stone. And if you're dropping his price by $1,500, especially on a six-game slate, i jam this dude in on 10-gamers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And by the way, Josh, Blake Griffin is just completely done. Is that what we're going to say? Are we going to do this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, did you see the video I, I quote tweeted the other day of Blake Griffin? Did you did you see that? He was getting guarded. He got – Curry got switched on to him, okay? And he's standing there at the top of the key and goes to bring the ball around. Curry knocks it out of his hands. He goes again. He just falls flat on his face. It was, it was horrible. It looked like one of those life alert commercials where, yeah. you know, where they're laying outside of the bathtub. And and hitting it like he needed a life alert. And then Curry was guarding him again. And he goes for this like 12 foot hook shot that probably misses the basket by five, six feet. I I know that's just two examples, but I've been paying a lot of attention to Blake. He's he is nothing. It's either he just clearly doesn't give a shit or it's not there anymore. I'm telling you, Josh, there, Blake is is not anywhere close to where he was even a couple of years ago. Yeah, physically it's terrible. Um, but this price keeps falling, and he's still a fantasy point per minute guy. So I end up liking him at least a little bit, knowing that he's not going to be Blake Griffin. But let's be clear here. 
he's in Detroit on a terrible basketball team. I can't imagine he wakes up each morning thinking like, can't wait to give it my all. <laughs> it's just not happening. It's, it's, it's as bad as it gets for him. Um, he's just going to keep cashing checks. Wouldn't be surprised if he gets himself healthy in a year and like turns into like a really good seventh man type guy. I could guy. see that. But with where he is. Like Andre Iguodala type career later on where he, you know, he's, He's only going to play 20 minutes a game, but he kind of makes like everything work for you. That sort of renaissance. Possible. I, Possible. I also think he might just be physically cooked. <laughs> that, that's what I think. Now, he had that one good game against the Lakers a couple days ago, 23 points yeah. and 8 for 16 shooting. But, you know, you're talking about a guy, listen to his listen to his shot volume. He had a 16 on the one, but then 8, 8, 8, 10, 8 over his last five games. He's not even shooting anymore. He's just spotting up. Yeah. He's, he doesn't have any like physical ability to get free any longer. Right. Hey, by the way, can we, um, can we talk about Mason Plumley for a second here before we move on to Utah? This guy is actually pretty talented in that he's a good facilitator for a big man. He's active, pretty at surprisingly athletic, good rebounder, just never going to give you a ton of scoring, but he does have three double doubles. He has double doubles in three of his last four, which is something he's he's pretty apt at being able to accomplish. Uh, any interest whatsoever in Mason Plumley here? And the only reason I ask is because you're going to need a big center up against Rudy Gobert if you have any intentions of actually battling on the boards. Uh, not a huge interest. He showed up in 7% of optimals on DK. I don't really need him on FanDuel. Like most of my exposure is just going to Vooch and Cantor in that scenario. Um, He's at 12% ownership on DraftKings, so I think it should be a little bit lower than that, but I get where you're coming from. It just seems like Mason Plumlee plays 26 minutes a game, and that's it. Yeah, it's possible. Like, you're probably right. Uh, I think if there was upside to play more, it could be in this game, though, like 29, 30 minutes, but uh, not a priority. Close us out, Josh. Utah Jazz, what are we doing here? On FanDuel, it's pretty easy. You play Donovan Mitchell, and that's about it. He's 7,800. That price is just a little bit too low. I had him showing up in my Sims 24% of the time. He's owned 18% of the time. If that would hold, expect to see him in my tweet update later today under the FanDuel Play More guys. Uh, After that, it's just kind of filler. Uh, Jordan Clarkson's projected for 18% ownership on FanDuel. That's not going to hold up. That won't be a number as we get closer uh, now that Mitchell is back. Clarkson's just not going to get that same sort of run. So I don't really have any interest in anything else from Utah. They're all just sort of like 5% type guys. On DK, Gobert, Mitchell, Mike Conley, all in the optimal lineup about 15% of the time. That's basically where their ownership is too. So I'm happy to get to those three. I don't want any Jordan Clarkson. But really, this is pretty much just Donovan Mitchell and very little else from Utah. Well, there you have it. Six up, six down, about an hour, 19, 20 minutes. That's not all that bad. Plus, it's fun yeah. doing shows with you again, man. This was enjoyable. It's been so – it's been too long. Um, I don't want to yearn for another stoppage of sports because that is not very good, but we did have fun doing our daily sports wow. show. Um, but uh, I don't. I would prefer that to never come back, even though I loved it. Yeah, just no one else did. <laughs> No, not really. It's not that no one loved it. Just no one watched. Like, I don't think that it was, like, unliked. It was just people did other things in their life during quarantine. For sure. They're, uh, yeah, I mean, people were busy, right? (laughs) Kind of a bummer. Whatever, that's fine. We'll have have 4,400 people online before live tonight owning the industry. I know. That's right. 
Guys, we appreciate you so much for hanging out. Hopefully you enjoy these shows as much as we do. Uh, and remember, coming up, you got the PGA Strategy Show. We got a big day. The NBA Game Plan Show with Sean's on. That is for our premium subs. But if you are a premium sub at Awesome O, check that out. If not, go to awesomeo.com slash join. Check out everything we have to offer. Uh, all these pros do do um, office hours, too, in our premium Slack, which is really cool. It's a more intimate setting to really be able to pick their brain and get insight from them that you're not going to get elsewhere, particularly not free stuff, just asking a question in YouTube uh, and all of that. All of the sports, if they have it on DraftKings, FanDuel, anywhere else, no house advantage, we've got content for it. Uh, some free, all the best tools, though, behind the paywall. We'd love to have you come check it out. Join that family. Uh, NHL Strategy Show, and then NBA Dave or Dive, Live Before Lock, will close us out tonight. Stick with us throughout the day. We will see you back here tomorrow. Josh, myself on the NBA Strategy Show, presented by No House Advantage.